this is the the multiverse of madness that they're talking about like at the very end you know they're gonna surprise everyone and oh it's uh neo that shows up to stop loki loki throws a dagger and then you know keanu reeves neo just appears and holds up his hand and it falls to the floor lebron james from space jam comes in to fight loki Hey everyone, welcome back to Marvel What Now podcast. I'm Kurt. And I am Peyton, and we are returning with glorious purpose. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, we're here, it's time, it's Loki time, time always. A lot of things about time after time, there's a lot of of time things going on, a lot of things, a lot of time, time shenanigans happening. If that's not the closing song of Loki at the end of this season... You know, I, Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston singing that to one another as they go their separate ways for all time. Like, that finale I want to see. Their hands are, like, outstretched towards each other as they walk into portals. Exactly. <laughs> their time branches are veering off. They'll never pass again. <laughs> I will it's like a, remember it's like a, you. <laughs> it's like a... Um, uh, it's like a uh, you know a Rose Jack situation, but it's like through time. It's not like he's dying in the water. <laughs> <laughs> They're losing each other through time. Oh my God, no! We are being goofy as hell today, my friend. But I, I mean, I know you felt this way too. It's like not only is it just good to be back in kind of a regular routine now with the show coming in. And I know we steered off or veered away for a couple of kind of speculation episodes and just kind of overall generalized MCU stuff. But uh, it's good to get back into you. You had said you know right even before we started, you're like, wow, it's got this like Wandavision feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm getting the Wandavision energy back, where it's like it feels a little bit ah, not to no pun intended. Uh, magical so uh, yeah it's good to be back and let's let's get into it there's so much to talk about remember kurt we have to keep it around an hour <laughs> oh my well you know we're playing with time now so we can you know just stretch it or shrink it as much as we want yes but we'll do is we'll do that thing where like she punches him in the beginning and he's like moving slower but feeling the pain so what we'll do is we'll record like six hours for this episode with all of our theories but then make everybody experience it in an hour <laughs> we're recording at 1 16th speed <laughs> you have to listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> um well what's um how, how do you want to start here i mean where do we Right at the beginning. I mean, like... I mean I've, I've got, I know I've got my just pages of notes. I don't know about you and your process for watching the show prior to doing one of these podcasts. Um, I always like to watch it at least twice. The The first one is always like, you know, just fanboy me. I'm going to like sit down and like just try to watch it all the way through from beginning to end, pausing as little as possible. Um, maybe I'll watch it a second time just to like catch the things I missed. Uh, and then definitely uh, one time before we do this, I sit down and I'm just like pausing it every 30 seconds and like, you know, jotting down my notes or little things I spot. And so what starts as, uh, 
you know, like a 40 something minute episode ends up taking like three hours to get through. <laughs> I at least try to watch it two times. You got your uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You're just like, listen, man, okay, I watched it again. I know what's happening. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like, I'm Curtis. Have you slept in three or four days? You know, um, no, I haven't. Uh, no, I do agree. I, 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 it's like the first one is just to experience it. And then again, I, I watch it. I try to watch it two, at least two times. Sometimes I'm, I'm with you at least before we record this, because depending on when we actually get to getting around to do it with our schedules, uh, I definitely watch it twice. So, and that second time is the like, let me pick up things that I wasn't, you know, necessarily looking for. I might have missed while I was just experiencing it. I was. I don't try to watch it the first time. Like, here's a clue, and here's this, and, blah, 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 and this is in the future. I try to, you know what I mean. I try to just like let the episode happen and just go. Oh, you know, kind of go along with the ride with this mm-hmm. um so uh yeah i mean it I, I just have to say and i'm not being a douche but maybe a little bit i have to toot our slash my own horn here and that we really nailed a couple of the things in this episode i mean we really really did like you know ashton was watching it too and it was just like some of the things he kept saying was like okay well they answered that okay well they kind of got that out of the way you know oh, well here we go you know this was as it, 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 most of the other episodes as well the first episode always is like the world building it's the setting up it's the kind of getting us going on this kind of journey and i you know i i thought the the structure of this episode while it wasn't like you know i've been reading on the internet where it was like it was a very exposition kind of stuff which isn't bad to me especially because they're they're really introducing a lot of what i think and we'll get to this later in the episode are key concepts and what are going to be like what unfolds over the next several years however long it takes um for them to interconnect all these stories but the how they're going to interconnect all of them is going to make a lot more is going to make a lot more sense now so you know we also guessed the fact of the end of what the big surprise is at the end i'm not going to talk about it but we'll get to it at the end remember we talked about that last episode so people need to be listening to what now because we know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> we we determine that we are the future we we know what happens we are the marvel keepers <laughs> i i know i hate that whole description of oh it's just a bunch of exposition because you go so like it's amazing exposition it's uh, this is by no means a dig at falcon and winter soldier but it's a completely different type of show so when they're going through exposition you're just like okay this is this character and like maybe these countries are feuding and blah 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 and then in this you're like how can you argue with the exposition being told by like a saturday morning cartoon like from the 50s uh, you know, we'll we'll get into more of that now, but it's just like the exposition in this show are like the biggest treats. Uh, yeah, I agree. That, that, I thought they did a really good job like, of like mixing exposition with character moments, if that makes sense. Do, do you know what I mean? Because like, you know, one of the questions we talked about last week, and was, I mean, several of the questions, like, like even, you know, like you actually said, like they were just answered. It was like, okay, what was the, like, they they get him right after he takes the Tesseract. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They get him right then. So that, not only do we see, like, the plot line of what happened then, so it's answering, like, well, what happened right after he took the Tesseract and that kind of situation. But it's also answering, in a greater sense, like, time variance authority and how they do things. Like, this has already happened probably many other times in different capacities, and they're that's what they do. They pop in at the moment that it happens, they drop their little time erased bombs, those little time reset bombs that we see, and then it fixes it. And then the, you know the overall time stream is is maintained. But it's um, 
it, it, we got we it, within that what, one little action we now get a whole new kind of set of rules you know what i mean or a whole it opens up a whole new set of like rules and questions and i think that's the two things that wandavision and loki now have done uh that are so exciting is that they've they've opened up the bottle with all this cosmic space stuff and these different kind of powers and dimensions and realities and these greater beings, these cosmic beings, all this kind of stuff. That's like, okay, we're really going there. And they're, I, I still think that, you know, these first couple of shows are all, they're also introducing us to characters and, you know, taking us on new journeys with maybe people that we've seen before, but they already are clearly setting up, and already all the different properties, you can kind of see where they're going to start to connect now with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and all this. Like, it's starting to make sense. Yeah, all the exposition, uh, you know, they're introducing a whole new kind of side of the MCU that we haven't seen before. And when you're dealing with time travel, you know, there's a whole sequence in Endgame where they're arguing about the rules of time travel. Like, is it like time, you know, Back to the Future? Is it like Terminator like, what are those rules? So they spent a very good time of this episode setting those up. And then I think what will unfold over time is Loki then breaking those rules. So let's let's establish, you know, the things that have to be happen, like why they happen. And then Loki will, you know, being the god of mischief, will then go and break everything along the way. Mm-hmm. Well, why does it have to be that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see that throughout the episode. I mean, Loki... They, the, the, one of the bigger questions we asked last week too is okay, now how do we get the character growth that happened from 2012 Loki to present? How do we regain that growth without losing it? Because again, and at the very beginning of the episode, he is that kind of like pompous. Uh, and then what we find out later when he reveals everything, that kind of greater part of the illusion of him just acting this kind of maniacally, you know, conquering this kind of stuff because it's masking his uh, inner insecurity. But then he grows to be this hero. And again, they, they did it in a way of like quickly kind of getting him back to that place to where, at least in my opinion, he really is caught back up and he is kind of back to he you know and that's kind of what i think mobius is really doing when we'll get to that when we start talking about him and the questions and how that kind of all played out but like i believe that that's you know we did get him back to where he is where he is like oh i i see what i became and i was scared i can admit that i was scared to do that when i was younger which for us, it was like five minutes ago because he was like right after the Avengers one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it's like you know, it was a it was a good way. I feel like of taking him on an emotional journey of seeing what he did in the future and like breaking him down from that. What he like it broke him down immediately from what it is, and it kind of built him back up by the end. So there's like we don't have to waste more time on that if that makes sense to me. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the way this episode starts. Um... You know, especially with the portal opening up in, I believe it was the the Gobi Desert, uh, which was almost a exact like recreating that shot from Iron Man one, where Tony, you know, lands in the sand after escaping um, the the terrorist camp, and he like his suit is you know exploded, and you know he's crashed in the sand. I mean, it was very much setting up that parallel of like, okay, we're gonna take a uh, you know, you could argue at the time, like Tony Stark at that point in his character arc was, you know, like the bad guy, like, you know, he was uncaring, he was selling weapons. And, you know, so 
now it's like okay we're taking loki on that same journey yes and, i was gonna i'm glad you mentioned that, that i i think that i was like the iron man callback from the first and, like well here we go we're going on the same journey now we're stripping the guy away from everything that he knows and then you know one of, one of my favorite moments too is it also just hammers home like okay this is still the 2012 loki is when he's approached by uh the the people who are living in the desert the desert in which he's in uh, they come up and he immediately just like runs to the highest ground that he can get. <laughs> he finds some rock and he's, you know, he's up on his soapboxes, his podium, you know, he's like, hear ye, hear ye. Like, it's just. It's very Paris energy. Like, like, is in like Paris and Achilles. Like what a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. I, I, that was a very, I'm glad you pointed that out too. It's a very, character telling moment in an action do you know what i mean but mm-hmm. then immediately he stripped of all that immediately it's like again it's like they very did that they did that very well of like taking all of that kind of like throughout this entire episode loki keeps getting his own i guess like power challenged you know he doesn't he isn't able to use his magic at one point you know, he gets his butt kicked in the very beginning, like in all the the time reset things. He's like, he, you know, like even Moby's makes him like sit down. There's that funny sequence where he's like, well, no, no, I don't want to stand up. It's not going to have the same power. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to have the same effect. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, it's so many like, and Tom Hiddleston, of course, is just, I mean, come on now. We could talk about him all day. There's a reason he has been so iconic in this role and why that he's come back in so many kind of clever, inventive ways that it's not become tiring, at least in my personal opinion. Like, Loki is someone that I always want around in the Marvel Universe <laughs> in a way, do you know what I mean? Because he is so... I mean, the, the you know, you and I talked about this for years and we saw Endgame together as well. Like, even though he dies in the beginning, like, that was the end of, like, that arc of Loki and it was so amazing to see him be that way at the end and then to him to be moved in the moments when he sees the flashback moments about like especially when he gets like Thor's approval and they're okay like that to me was like a lot of like the turning point of him being like what we will see over the course of the story of him being like quote the good Loki you know what I mean or like the Loki that he becomes like he may already be there mentally now but he's gonna now do the same you know what i mean and like save the 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 whatever where where we're going with this show yeah which uh i have uh a lot to unpack there and that i want to talk about but i think i'll save that closer towards the end of the episode because we got a a lot to get through um but yeah i'm really excited for the arc that they're going to set this current uh timeline loki on uh you know you use the word like he's you know kind of strip away things uh from that character and you're like he had his his fine as guardian leather literally stripped from him mm-hmm. like in the first two minutes and you're mm-hmm. just, yeah every, every time he challenges or opens his mouth it's just like you don't have any power here you know let's let's get you back to uh, yeah, let's strip you down there, there's so much that happens in those that first sequence with like right after they take him so it's like when he appears in mongolia okay then okay, we see the time variance authority appear boom they have the power with like the time we see they're like they're kind of their capabilities with the technology with the time stopping and she punches him throws the collar around him they get out of there and then they drop the time bomb to like patch i guess what what, what i'm reading that is is it like patches the kind of rip where the variant becomes does that make sense so it's like I think if it was like a cut in time and then the 
time bomb like sews it back together and it's like now it's now it's like back to normal quote normal then we see we see the time variance authority's office which has such a, a madman kind of like uh it's got a very kind of sanit like a sanitized even though it has that 60s feel it just feels very um cold and office it's like the most it's like the most worst it's like the worst office ever <laughs> we see scrolls you know what i mean we see other people that are clearly variants in their own right so like there's this whole processing way of getting all these different people who we learn it could just be someone who just you took the wrong path one day and then that's not the right thing that you should have done you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's like we get so many rules right there at the very beginning we see the the the, the, the uh, like you said the clothes being taken away then he gets thrown to the room with like all the uh you have to repeat your entire life story situation and so it's like the entire thing, it's it, we, we learn so much in so little time in that beginning. I do want to talk about some of the language that they use, uh, spe- specifically the TVA, because I feel like these will be very telling in terms of how they handle time. Um, so when the TVA shows up in the desert, which is just moments after Loki steals the, uh, the Tesseract, which we find out is what they're calling the Nexus Point at which the timeline like deviates and then branches off from the sacred timeline. Um, so the, the TVA shows up, the Hunter B-15, she comes out and she says, standard sequence violation, branch is growing at a stable rate. And then they look at their technology and it looks like there's almost like a, a, a barrier or like a very specific point that's like, once these branches start growing, they have to be clipped at a very specific time or before a certain time that it like grows out of control or they would have to call in like more TVA agents. Um, there seems to be a lot of consistency with the language they're using being tied to um, gardening, like the idea of branches or weeds, like getting out of control, like growing uh, endlessly. Um, Pruning the like quote yep. uh, incorrect time paths that get branched off. Yep. It's like um, you just think that like it's like Edward Scissorhands, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just like clipping off and make sure this bush is perfect always instead of having these like it's like you know these when you shave your beard, <laughs> you're trying to get it perfect. There's all the like, scraggling part. Well, we got to cut that off. Yeah. So and they say uh, you know reset the timeline, and that's when they put down the charge, uh, which we can talk about more later. Um, but then it's the assumption. My assumption is that they just completely wipe that branch timeline from existence yes like whatever the deviation was they're just like okay we're gonna clip it at so whatever started at the nexus point like this branch timeline is now gone yes correct Every, everyone in it is wiped out of existence yes i hear the i that's what i take from it as well too and not just you know okay first off we've got to talk about the uh uh the 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 animation sequence in the beginning i mean you had mentioned it earlier the hannah barber kind of influence that like kind of old flintstones just everything that like i mean just amazing absolutely amazing and they i love you know it's like again a parallel to wandavision where they you know they also did a very similar animated sequence from a time sh- like a show from that time period that the episode was placed in you know this one it, it almost felt like an old He-Man cartoon, you know what I mean? Like, and now we see them in like meme culture with like you know the Skeletor running away one, where it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like become like a meme thing. That same kind of animation to basically literally tell, and we have to talk about this. Like, now whether we're taking this at face value or not, which I don't ever, but 
we have to, it has to be, I think, some kind of amalgamation of true, whether it's not, you know, you've had that theory, and I'm sure you're talking about your what now, is like, of the Loki, the, uh, the, the future people, I'm trying to be purposely vague here, not seeming what they seem to be, and being that kind of being a surprise that happens, you know, but then we also learn in that sequence about the multiverse, we learn about also not only the nexus points, like when someone happens up like with the Loki thing, but there are nexus beings too. Second time we hear the word nexus, you know what I mean? Um, in, in two of these different shows. Um, so it's like, there, there's just so much that we learn from that amazing anime sequence. It's like greater exposition of the literal Marvel universe. That sequence, he, I mean, you watched the episode before me initially and you texted me, you're like, I, I think the ex- exact phrase you used was like, it was going to blow my tits off. Which <laughs> it, I am without tits right now. So um, yeah, it was my favorite thing. One of my favorite things that Marvel's done, you know, like every movie, they always have that like one seat, you know, like Dr. Strange, the first time the ancient one, like takes him on the ride through the multiverse, you know, like every movie or whatever that comes out they always have like that one thing that really grabs them and and or, you know explains things and this for me was like one of my favorite things because it felt like a, an amalgamation of animation styles from different periods like mm-hmm. it starts off and it feels very like rocky and bullwinkle you mm-hmm. know like maybe from the 60s and then it jumps forward and it has you know you said he-man like yeah. uh, an 80s kind of like saturday morning cartoon so i just as a graphic designer i love when they do shit like that because it says to me like they take the time to like think through this thing you know like why wouldn't a time traveling organization like why would their organization only have one artistic style Mm -hmm. like why wouldn't their their animations like be an amalgamation of all these different time periods and they pull it off so cohesively and it, it was just extremely well done um from the design standpoint. So like I, that's not even getting into like the things that the rules that they actually talk about, you know, with the timekeepers and, you know, there was a, a multiversal war for supremacy amongst timelines, uh, which is extremely telling and could be a nod to secret wars. 100%. There's no way. Uh, Absolutely. It has to be, it has to be. Also uh, there's the shot of the three, timekeepers uh who i I believe are also the founders of the tva um and if you look the the sim there's a a certain like keyframe in the animation you'll know what i'm talking about but if you pause it and look at it that middle one looks exactly like king the yeah yep yep Mm -hmm. um so i'm really curious to see how how that will come into play I could talk about that animation sequence all day, bro. <laughs> Same. To be honest here. I mean, there just was so much. Like, I mean, hello, the Secret Wars thing, like you just said, with all the different multiverses, it was like a multiversal war, multiverses fighting multiverses. And from what I understand, at least is what I took from it, is like they were all kind of melded into one. And now mm-hmm. they all flow along the same kind of fixed time path. And to me, that just like. <clears throat> I just think that that's also going to answer, like, you know, like, that's going to be the answer of, like, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man whenever that's finally revealed. Do you know what I mean? Like, that that's how they're going to, they're going to bring the Fox X-Men properties in. I'm telling you that it, they're not going to, 
Like it's not, they're not going to do anything, but there will be a nod or something to them or a possibly recasting of some major people. Hello, Michael, uh, McAvoy and Fassbender, um, uh, where it's like they're acknowledged and they happen, but it was a different universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It isn't this isn't the main one, which you sent a picture of me too, that the spool of tape that Loki is watching his life, uh, the future of his life from is actually numbered 616. So I, I, to me, that is like confirmation that the Marvel movies in the cinematic world, the earth that we know as, and that has been the main story is the quote 616 or the main universe for the movies, wherever any of these other disparate franchises get kind of connected, Spider-Man, Venom, all the other Sony properties, all the other Fox X Men properties, everything, which I think they'll eventually connect everything, even like into the Spider Verse. Uh, that that's how they'll explain it. And I buy yeah, it. And I absolutely agree that I think all those things will be leading into a Secret Wars movie, um, and it'll be all those characters and all the different movies like in the same movie. Maybe that's where we get the you know if they bring in the incursion or they talk about uh, you know another multiversal battle. Um, Another key thing that they talk about in that animation sequence, they specifically uh, use the word madness when describing the multiverse or like branch timelines growing. They say like they'll they'll grow into madness. Um, Like, I don't think they say like multiverse of madness, but it's sort of those two words uh, are used back to back in some way. That's not a coincidence. Come on. Come on. No, no, not at all. It's absolutely a setup for Doctor Strange, too. Uh, and now that we have confirmation of there being Nexus beings and, uh, you know, Wanda is now has now fully become uh, the Scarlet Witch, which, you know, we know uh, is uh, a whole chapter of in the Darkhold. So, that, I mean, that's it's all tying together. I think America Chavez is going to be one, too. We're, we're splitting off into this with that Nexus being idea. You know, that brings up not only do like we talked about on the ground level about Earth having more hidden societies like, uh, you know, Namor, which we now I, I mean, I, I think we can talk about this. Like, you know, Tina Huerta has been cast as Namor. That's it's kind of I it's been everywhere. It's not been like an official release, but like it is official, if that makes sense. Like you've had several people who are I mean, at least that I follow that don't post things that aren't like true and they've like confirmed that that is happening and is going to be announced whenever they talk about black Panther and that kind of stuff. So it's like, they're already casting those hidden, more hidden societies. Like to me, that's the the exact same way you answer X-Men. It's the exact same way you answer, you know, any other really society that exists in more like the humans, if they want to bring them in, if they want to do the savage land, like that, that they have been existing. They're just hidden worlds. And that could be the Illuminati. That literally could answer the Illuminati. I mean, we're getting off on a tangent here, but like, <laughs> I, I agree with you that, that that word choice is not coincidental. And the idea of nexus points and beings existing, uh, uh, I, I don't think Wanda is going to be the only one. So, it, no, no, no. It'll be interesting to see like how all of these things unfold. Um. Yeah, and, you know, you're talking about secret societies. You know, there could be the Illuminati, which yeah, is a pan- a group of people, you know, agreeing to, te- to keep all these societies secret. But then you also have the TVA, which is like 
just secret because it doesn't need to be made public. Even Loki says, like, why haven't I heard of you yet? Or why haven't I heard of you? And Mobius says, like, because you haven't needed to until now. So there's, I mean, there's just like an infinite number of these hidden worlds that, uh, uh, that they could allude to. And something I, I saw online that was talking about referring back to the scene Infinity War where Doctor Strange uses the time stone and he's like, I went, you know, I traveled through time to see all the possible outcomes, 14 million, 600 and something, you know, however many futures. Um, I think it would be amazing if there was a scene where, you know, maybe in the background we see a, a, a TVA agent, not like uh, arresting Doctor Strange, but just like accompanying him. Maybe mm-hmm. he's fully aware of the TVA mm-hmm. and it's him being like, you know, I need to look at your your reels or I need, you know, like, so in that scene in Infinity War where he's traveling through time, he literally goes to the TVA and that's where he looks at all the different timelines. Oh, for sure, for sure. Or, or yeah, I, I, I definitely think he is one of those beings that is aware of more multiversal things and consequences. And I, I definitely think he would be uh, more... It's weird because, you know, I do feel like Strange would be more like gatekeeping about like, also not wanting these things to happen does that make sense like like essentially wanda with the scarlet witch like that would be something that he would be like what's gonna happen here you know what i mean it would be something he'd be like this is gonna be fine <laughs> you know what i mean it's, yeah it's his job to protect them you know the 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 entire universe itself so i'm sure he has some sort of at least it, it's very easy for me to make the jump with him that he is like I actually think it makes it more interesting if Doctor Strange knows about all these things and he's been silent about them. Do you know what I mean? It is more interesting that they've, even though they're heroic, they do have, they have bigger choices to make that puts them in this not necessarily always, you know, squeaky clean heroic sense. And Doctor Strange, we we at least gather from that scene that he understands, you know, the, the proper flow of time. Like he went in the future, saw what happened and he knows that he can't change it. Like the Avengers, they have to lose, uh, you know, we have to get infinity war and end game. And because he knows everything comes back around. So you're right. Like maybe he already knows that Scarlet, Witch breaks things or Loki breaks things, but he understands that like they have to happen. Yeah. They, they introduced that concept in this episode anyway, you know, Loki very quickly, catches himself up it's like it's like in a way we are loki through this you know what i mean we he he is our into this as well you know he's our the person that we're learning with as much as he's learning it as well but very early on and in, in, in the in the um kind of trial scene uh with ravana who we see you know and we also learn that she kind of is a quote she dictates what the timekeepers dictate is supposed to be the correct order of time which she's like okay stop asking questions <laughs> you know what i mean but then we in that moment loki um he says well why aren't the avengers in trouble you know he and this is again remember this is even before he learns about the future he puts together that if he is a variant then, then when that happened it wasn't supposed to happen that way so the avengers did something about time so he's like, if they did something about time and I'm the result of it, why am I the one in trouble when they're the ones that broke everything? And then yep. they, they answer that question for us. We had talked about that question before of like, and I, I think you and I had come to a, con- a conclusion that that it was like when the Avengers time travel, it was like the right thing to do. And we find that that was like, it is the like, in the grand scheme of things, it's like a bigger thing as opposed to thinking of it as like one time travel thing. 
it was supposed supposed to happen this way. So they were supposed to time travel in this and do this, and then continue, things continue forward this way. You, however, were not supposed to take the Tesseract at this point, so we've got to fix that and cut you off. Because if you do that, it makes all these other things, and then it just it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. we, we, get the, we get the answers there. So I know we've been talking about Loki for a while, and I know that is the name of the show, but uh, let's talk about the true hero, Owen Wilson's Mobius. My boy, he's back. It's so good to see him. You know, he's kind of disappeared for a while. Um, he hasn't really done him. He, you know, he was uh, all over everywhere. I feel like when we were younger in the 2000s, the early 2000s, he was in every damn comedy and everything. And, he, and he's great. And he is. I love him. I really do love him. And he's now older, you know, and he really is this kind of perfect little foil. And I, I just, I have nothing but good things to say about him. I think they great, they, they cast someone opposite. They cast a person. It's interesting to me that, you know, Owen Wilson is mischievous in his own way. I'm not saying he is Loki. I would never cast him as Loki, but it's like, he is a person who is often the like, you know, I remember, remember some of the movies like Shanghai Nights and Noon, all these kind of movies where he is the like, he he is the foil. Do you know what I mean? So it's it, it's like that was a smart casting choice, I think, to put someone who also can be the foil, even though he's like kind of quote in the straight role here, to the character who is the mischief. It's some it's interesting for me to have someone that can play that exact same thing against another person. So I just I just thought Owen Wilson was oh I just I love him and I can't wait to see what they do with him and like what what happens with that. Also, who else could deliver a line like mischievous scamp? better than <laughs> Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. <laughs> what a what a Wes Anderson energy line. <laughs> uh, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I think he is perfect in this. You know, he does kind of play the character that's, you know, Loki's the one that's always one step ahead of people, and now you hire, you get someone who's always one step ahead of Loki. Uh, but he can't be, like, you know, the same Loki energy. He's a completely different energy, but it just yeah. works. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, and so the first scene we we get, it's him. He's almost like this uh, murder detective. It shifts and becomes this kind of like cop drama. Um, but we see it's him in France in 1549 at uh, what they call a Nexus event. So we find out, you know, TVA agents are being murdered. Uh, they say the stab wounds are consistent with the other cases. We know Loki, you know, loves a good dagger. And um, yeah, it, it was just a, a really interesting scene to see him being a time cop. But like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. not not the enforcement side of it, like, mm-hmm. you know, more time detectives. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what his, I guess, like. I think we're going to find out there's going to be more to him, but you know, in the, in the interview scene with him, he says that he specializes in particularly dangerous variants and Loki's like, Oh, like me. Right. And then he's like, "Mm, not really. You're kind of, he calls him a, he's like, you're a little pussycat compared to, and like, again, that's another line. Like only Owen Wilson can say that line with like with you you buying it. And he, but it also is a kind of a little bit of a demeaning line. So it's, you know, he also has dealt with stronger forces. I mean, that's hinted at too. So like, He's not somebody that you can underestimate, even though he does have that Owen Wilson disarming energy, kind of like that kind of like, he does have a little bit of like dorky energy. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he's, he is this cop, but he's like, you know, he's like. We also have no, we have no idea how old he is either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
you know, he, he plays that sort of, you know, very Owen Wilson character. I don't have any other way to, to describe it, but who knows? Like maybe he could be ancient. And, you know, one of the things we learned about the time variance authority when the, that we first meet the guy um, at the desk, um, he's like, I've been here my whole life. So it's like, you know, I think we've postulated that the time variance authority is, I think it's either made up of variants uh, you know what I mean? Like you got to think, or they, or like, where, where is, where are these people coming from that work in it, that live there, that like make it operate? Like, what are those people? That I, I was curious about that. So uh, this might be a good time to bring it up now, as maybe saving this for my what now section. But um, so these are people dealing with the the proper flow of time for everyone and everything, yet it's made up of only humans. And then uh, M actually pointed this out in like one of the the end at the the animation sequence. There's uh, you see the Earth spinning. It's not you know a bunch of planets. It's not space. It's literally Earth. And so I'm curious with this a- entire agency that exists to protect the flow of time for everyone, everything. Why is it only humans? Yeah. And this gets in that territory where you're like, well, is it just like a budget thing? Like maybe they spend all their money on set design and, and uh, you know, the animation sequences. And they're like, oh, look, we just don't have the budget to design, you know, all these Star Wars alien races and stuff. Or is it, um, Em and I were just having the theory, like when they look out on the TVA, it's massive. You know, it looks like it just goes on infinitely. Mm-hmm. So is the TVA made up of, different departments like do they with owen wilson uh or i should say mobius like is that just one department of the tva that handles only like human affairs or earth affairs i think so absolutely remember because the line um when uh, uh loki's like uh, loki, loki says it so many times during the episode he's like this is absurd <laughs> like <laughs> that's also how we feel as well like this is just ridiculous you know but then there he says um uh, uh, this is a nightmare and owen wilson characters he says he goes oh no 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 that's a different department he's like that you can burn down so yes the answer to that i think there is that is the answer to that question there are other other uh I guess we guess we'll talk we'll say departments that exist in the in the time variance authority like what what is that society like what do they uh i also loved as well how they kind of babied him in the beginning with like to me the miss minutes video is so funny because they use that southern kind of condescending voice where we're honey we love you and we're just going to take care of you just as good as we can <laughs> you know what i mean like they just use that like disarmingness to like baby the character or baby the prisoner in a way mm-hmm. uh, there just were so many things about the time variance authorities choices that are unique you know what i mean which i believe the voice of miss minutes was uh i think her name is tara strong which is yes uber uber famous voice actress or voice actor and uh yeah she she just nailed it that little like southern twang like mm-hmm we didn't talk about in the animation sequence. Also, there's like that that shot of the Kree in the Scroll War. Uh, yes, or maybe even like the Nova Corps could be involved in that as well too. They kind of show that as well. I think that was actually even on the planet of Titan. It looks like Titan, where you know the the uh, where you know the Avengers uh, fight mm-hmm. Thanos. 
Um, we got to jump back to the look at us just as much as the episodes jumping around in time, we're jumping around time and jumping around all the different plot points. We have to mention, even though the, the showrunner can like deconfirmed it, was like absolutely not. Like, you cannot deny that when the kid with the gum points and to the, the stained glass window, which the stained glass window is of a devil. You know what I mean? So it's like that is a very kind of contradictory thing. So like I know we talked about this a lot and we're not going to stick on it, but like Mephisto again, like here you go. Like it may be they're just saying the devil, meaning like the Loki variant, which we find out, I guess we can talk about now. We're, we're through the episode that we it's revealed by Mobius at the end that the variant that has been causing all the trouble and killing the agents and that the one that now Mobius is ultimately going to request Loki's help in catching is himself, which we were right about that, that it is a, a it is another Loki variant. And possibly we could even see more Loki variants throughout the run of this show. Um, so we got to mention that for a second, even though I'm still, I don't know what they're going to do there. <laughs> Why do they keep teasing it if it's not eventually going to be something? You know what I mean? I'm glad that they came out and kind of shot those rumors down because I mean, so the, uh, especially after this morning when Em and I watched it a third time, we really got into the religious aspect of the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the devil is referenced in, like, so many things. So, you know, there is that sort of, well, if you show a devil in a Marvel thing, people are going to assume Mephisto. But, like, no, it's still a character, you know, literary character that people need to draw from. So I'm glad they kind of, like, nipped that in the bud and were like, no, it's, like, Loki as the devil because... Uh, I think the the phrase they use, you know, like cast out of heaven uh, kind of idea, you know, even the devil, he had, you know, horns reminiscent of the horns that Loki wears on his helmet. Yep. Um, I completely agree. Completely agree. And I, I, this may be like too big to talk about right in the middle of the episode, but I, I thought this show was going to be all sci-fi doctor who kind of thing and then after watching it this uh third time it feels very much like a religious story um you know you have these unseen gods up top who are dictating the story um you know it's all about oh do you have free control if every or do you have uh free will if everything is on a predetermined path and so I feel like Loki is that devil character, not in a the sadistic devil where like, oh, I want to torture people for all eternity, blah, blah, blah. It's the devil character that's like, no. Challenges like God, authority. Yes. 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 Yep. And, and then uh, it's made into the horns. You're totally right with the horns. He's going to have the helmet on. And that's what gets created in the past, which then gets up to like the church. And the, I, I 100%, we already see that he, with the D.B. Cooper situation, that there are situations where they've jumped into things and done things as like, it was like a bet with, it was like they're being drunk 20 year olds, you know what I mean? Hijacking a plane with Thor. And that was a whole big, that was like a thing that, that shaped one of the biggest conspiracy theories in human history. Do you know what I mean? And that was like a part of the, what's supposed to happen. I completely agree with you. There was, you know, when Loki finds the moment, oh, now I guess we can talk about it now as well. When the infinity stones uh, are 
you know, again, you keep saying it too as well that throughout the entire episode, he keeps talking about power. And one of the things he says is like, I, I, if I rule and I come to claim my throne, it's because I did it. It's not because something else did it for me and it just happened to me. That, that whole battle of like fate versus choice. Um, and then, you know, he, uh, I completely agree with you. I think you're making a really, really great point. And when he finally, because re- he, he kind of mocks it at the beginning and he's like, oh, what is this? You just, is this the greatest power in the universe? and then Mobius is like yes it is actually yes it is and then when he finds the infinity stones in the drawer and it's just like their little paperweight so kind of a meta way of moving past the infinity stones uh, you know it was a way and he has that moment when he looks up and he's like is this the greatest power in the universe you know what I mean it is like you said a religious religious feeling moment for him yeah I mean we always see this shift in Loki whenever he sees power or like the higher level of power so you know when he jumps up on the rock and he's talking to the 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 locals and then the tva comes out he's just like well fuck y'all i'm gonna go talk to these people because they're who i need to talk to um and then you know this whole loki from 2012 was trying to you know he had his hand on like two infinity stones and now this loki has shown like oh they're paperweights they're useless like he's seen that like higher level of power and now he's like okay that's my mission like that's what i have to go after fuck these infinity stones like there's something more important now which could say oh my god there's so many ideas like which i mean that could set him off to stealing something to go even further i don't even know to go back in time to the beginning i I, who who even knows i mean i i have no i think one of the greatest compliments i can say from this show now is i have no idea what the hell is going to (laughs) happen i have no idea where it's going to go i have no idea what they're going to do i i hope that they're you know like just like the little scroll was in there too like i hope there's constantly these little you know eggs and it's like they throw Easter eggs and greater revelations about the Marvel universe as well. I really think that you're super spot on here uh, with the religious aspects and like, it's going to be in a way, will, will it be like kind of a way of like Loki fighting God in a way? Like it's not, again, they're, they're spacing it out as like, it's a multiversal space lizard that's controlling time. And like, you know what I mean? But like, well, I think it will be that kind of, Loki is Lucifer kind of paradise lost epic kind of like fate versus choice thing. You know what I mean? I, he, he says several times throughout the episode, like I, you know, I see what's going on here. This is an illusion. Uh, you know, he's mocking the, the founders of the TVA and the sacred timeline. And so for him, you know, like you said, he's the, the Loki like challenging authority. He's trying to, he, he's already seen through the illusion. So now his mission is to get everyone else to see through the illusion. Mm-hmm. He whips the, he smells the bullshit mm-hmm. and no one else does. And um, so I see the TVA agents as, um, you know, sort of like God's angels, you know, like they're not the ones with free will. They're just doing the bidding of, yep. you know, these, these gods that dictate everything, even though no one even sees them like Loki, when he's on trial says like, Oh, where are they? I'd love to talk to them. And uh, Ravana, you know, says like, "Oh, they're busy," you know, determining. So I, it feels very Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Loki's like, "Where's the curtain? Like, show me the curtain, and I'll pull it back for you." Because yep. you're all blind. You think you're these sacred timekeepers, but like, 
you don't really know what's going on. You're dick. Uh, you're just doing what you're told by these unforeseen people. I think you're completely spot on. I I I, I think that's. And it's going to be like, he's like the mischief maker through time. He's the one who's. We, we even know. see there's, there's several like Easter eggs in the, the closing credits of the show, which are beautiful, by the way. Uh, but there are shots of, you know, like the, we see the elevator that Mobius and Loki were in and the little screen, you know, it pops up like access denied. And we see all kinds of things like redacted and stuff. So you do get the sense of like, there's a higher authority. We never see them and we don't know them, but there are places even in, in the TVA that people can't go. And I think that's not just because, oh, the sacred timekeepers, they're busy, you know, don't interrupt them. It's like, no, like this floor is off limits because you'll peek behind the curtain. Well, who is in charge of it? It's a, uh, it's, um, it's like the Chandler's job thing. It's like, yeah, he works at the, 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 the what is it? The, you know, the, doing the, the thing with the, <laughs> it looks like that's everybody's, no one can really answer the question. It's like, oh yeah, well, it's the person above me. Well, who is that? It's wait, who is it? You know what I mean? It's that they mm-hmm. they don't even really know. Right, 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 right. Even when he challenges them on it, they're just like, like you don't understand. Or just and I mean, how many times have we had those conversations with people of your, you know, you just kind of like challenge them, and then it's like the closer you get to that, like, you know, getting through or not even getting through, but just like getting them to like question. That's when they're at their like most defensive. Yep, yep, yep. I agree, and um. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I have so much I'll, I'll say for my, uh, for my what now because there's I, I think I'll like tie all this together somehow. It may take me twenty minutes, um, but yeah, I I do not think we're getting all this explanation of what the TVA is, but it is not, it is not what they think it is. It is not what we are told it is because. Um, uh, I can't remember where I've seen this. It's either on a lot of the posters that they have in the background or maybe in some of the closing credits. But we do find out that the TVA does have a narrative department, which, I mean, come on. Like, mm-hmm. th- it's just like straight up propaganda. You know, mm-hmm. that's just the department selling the bullshit. Uh, I, I I think you're completely on, on about all this. There, there's so many. Th- I, I also loved what I really thing they did well as well here is first off i have we haven't talked about i have talked about for two seconds that i love the fact that owen wilson was drinking josta in (laughs) the scene (laughs) the interview scene because that is just hysterical to me and it's also just like a fun kind of clever thing to me that like the in the tva they can have things that don't exist anymore (laughs) like they can have things that are out of time like here let me have my uh uh what's that damn bird that like what's an extinct animal the uh like dodo <laughs> dodo bird let me have my dodo bird uh all bring me my dodo wings. <laughs> yeah exactly my my um filet dodo bird you know what i mean which is like I, I just thought that was such a cool little i don't even know if people remember josta it was one of those like 900 different pops they came out with in the 90s but it just was hysterical that that is it, it has no meaning but i just thought it was funny <laughs> bring me my mcdonald's pizza <laughs> Or no, it would totally be the the Rick Sanchez in a uh, Szechuan sauce. Same exact energy, same mm-hmm. same exact energy. Like being able to get something that literally doesn't exist anymore. Oh. I also love that they time that scene, um, where I think it, you know it's it's 
Mobius and Loki and they're watching his life stories and it's the clip from Avengers where Loki's like, if it's all the same to you, I think I'll have that drink now. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Mobius is like, you want a sip? <laughs> like you, here's your drink. You want it? Mm -hmm. It, 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 I, I loved how they, and I guess, you know, I think we talked about this offline that, you know, when Mobius kept, he, when he keeps grilling Loki, when he's like, listen, okay, what, what do you, okay, when you get what you want, after you get your power, you're, what, what do you do? You just rule? I mean, like, it, it, that's, that's like it. And when he, after, you know, when he constantly challenges him and he keeps going back about like, well, what, what do you do when you get this? Like, I keep, I keep feeling like it's him testing, because Mobius already knows that the other variant that we're chasing is a Loki. So if this is a new Loki, if he goes, what if this one's like the one that ends up being the same Avengers in 2012, well, he could help us here, but he has to like break him down and test him to see what he, what he, what he thinks. And we see Loki get broken down by the questioning and the challenging of the power that he has. Well, you have power with the time reversal thing with the, sit down you know what i mean you know like stop thinking that you're always in control and that people are always in servitude of you like you know what i mean he shows all the things where he kills people and the avengers one where that like really mocking speech about how humans are just in this mad scramble for power and all that kind of stuff we do see the like quote loki's greatest hits but it break he breaks loki down to the core and then when we see at the very end when he sees the future about his mom dying and even his own death he 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 loki for someone who in the entire episode is like, this is an entire illusion at the very end of it. Loki breaks the illusion about himself and it mm -hmm. reveals, it reveals who he actually is. You know what I mean? It's, it's not an easy thing that he like does the thing about, you know, murdering the people or you know what I mean? like that kind of stuff, but it's all because of his own insecurity and his own, uh, his own sense of unfulfillment or like lack of purpose. And that is the, that's the Loki that ultimately tries to kill Thanos and save everybody. I do love what they're they've been doing in the MCU. So now we get it in Loki with him seeing his uh, you know, past and future. And then we also see in WandaVision in the, the second to last episode where Agatha is taking Wanda, you know, through a trip down memory lane and you're just like forcing these characters to relive their past or, you know, like approach their trauma head on and then it's like that's when you get your true moments of growth. Mm -hmm. like and you don't clarity. just change like you have to be challenged mm -hmm. instead of escaping and tearing shit up and killing people this Loki came back to watch what happened in his future mm -hmm. do you know what I mean and he like yeah I mean when so the I think the D.B. Cooper sequence was like a lot of fun and stuff but there wasn't really any relevance to Mobius showing in the, showing him that scene Mobius he's like oh let's let's talk about your escapes. You love to just like do terrible things and then escape. And that's when we get like, uh, uh, you know, they show the DB Cooper thing in that sequence, but I also felt like it was telling. So I actually have a theory that um, I'm not quite sure how they would do this because they've set up the rule that like magic doesn't really happen in the TVA. Um, but I think like Loki has maybe already escaped. Um when I was first watching this this episode and, you know, there's the great sequence where he's messing with the like time rewinder thing with Hunter B-15 uh, and she's like, stop, stop, stop it. Like, stop, stop it. And then there's the scene where she pops up like out in the hallway 
and that's where she sees Casey and he's like, Oh, your variant got away or something. I, I actually thought that was Loki in the moment. Like he had already planned his escape. So I, I don't know. I know that's a bit of a stretch, but you know, if there was some way he, he found a way to like, it's a very Joker allowing himself to get caught. You know what I mean? It's a very, that kind of, that, that, avenue but it's like i do agree with you and that there's something with the time turner thing because if you remember and they, again it's not like they, they throw these things in very kind of nonchalantly but it's like it's not that way is when uh he throws the chair and he dodges it and then he uses the time turner and it turns him back and then owen wilson says it doesn't correct the chair it just corrects the person or whatever like that that is a they that's not just like let me just explain this to you in five seconds. That's going to be something later. That's like a a, 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 a plot usage. So I, I agree with you there. I, I don't think you're. I don't know if you're right about that, but I don't think you're off in that, that that something like that will happen. I mean, yeah, that's very possible. Like maybe, uh, you know, whoever ends up being the the villain in the end, you know, they they slap the collar on him, and then Loki like rewinds it. And uh, so whoever he slapped the collar on, they went back to a point where like maybe, you know, if they were on an airplane, say like that airplane has moved. So that person is now just falling from the sky. Right. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right that that's that technology they introduce and that little moment of like, oh, you not the furniture resets like that will come back into play. Absolutely. Yep. It'll be the way somebody tricks someone or there, you know, there's obviously going to be a, uh, and I, I, I'm glad that they invincibled the, uh, the, the person that's being chased. Uh, you know, they just revealed who it was immediately. It wasn't that now, now the mystery over the season is not going to be, who is it? What is it? You know what I mean? Like the reveal is going to be the why and the what, and that to me, I think is going to be way more interesting. And uh, I think that's going to be a good payoff. And I, I also think that they're purposely keeping the, the the variance identity secret for a reason. And I don't think it's just going to be a Tom Hiddleston reveal. At least I don't expect it to be. Um, I Lady think Loki, it be, baby. It could be Lady Loki. It could be Kid Loki. It could be anything. Uh, but there's also, I think, uh, you know, we, we're getting to that end point, too. I, I, you know, he kills they, excuse me, they, they kill the agents and they steal the time bomb. So I, I think that they're trying to steal the time bombs for obviously some sort of like massive, like Game of Thrones, uh, you know, Sept of Baylor explosion, but like a, <laughs> like a time explosion uh, to do so that it destroys the TVA or, or something. You know, I, I think that's where we're heading. That's the territory that we're heading that like the multiverse you know, because you and I have talked about this, Curtis, with like Secret Wars and all this kind of stuff. That's where they're going. The Russo said it after Avengers. Oh, we'd love to come back maybe in 10 years and do something like Secret Wars. That was, they've already talked about that. <laughs> they've already talked about that. That's the next project they asked Kevin Feige to do. And Feige said, absolutely. So whenever they do the next Avengers movie, it'll probably be Secret Wars or they'll just do a Secret Wars thing and they'll be the ones that do it. It'll be a big two part movie. There you go. I'm calling it. I'm I, I I know Destiny isn't in the X-Men movies yet, but baby, here she is. I'm right here. I'm telling you what's going to be happening in the future. <laughs> Where's my mystique, damn it? Um, you know, so I, 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 I'm excited, you know, because all this stuff is like crazy, man. We're talking, we're looking at us. Listen to us. We've been spending 45 minutes an hour here talking about Marvel multiverse and them actually being like shows and movies. And then there's a person over here. And then they, you know I mean? so we are, we are our cup runneth over sir 
Well, I guess this is a, a good segue into uh, the last little bit that we do. So, uh, yeah, we're one episode in. Um, I believe, what, are there six episodes total? Yes, they've uh, they've confirmed that it is essentially structurally like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and that it's a big six-hour movie, essentially. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground. And, I mean, there is they set up a lot of things. Uh, you know, this touches back on past movies. It sets up future movies. Um, so I know this is going to be a, a, a big one, but what now? Yeah, I'll go first here because I know you have a lot bigger theory. So I'm really curious to hear what you have to say because, frankly, I, I am like, you know, for me, motor mouth Peyton, I, I never shut up. I'm actually kind of stumped here I, and I kind of love it. I, I really don't know what I think we talked a lot about. A lot of the stuff I think that we talked about are like greater kind of themes and through lines that I think are going to happen. Like we talked about, I think you really made a great uh, revelation here today with the religious aspect and they're going to be tying it in that way. Like you, the reason why they've debunked it as Mephisto is because it is, I do think it is going to be this variant Loki, whether it's like the bad Loki or whatever and him through time he has become the legend of what is like the devil, the mischief maker, you know, the person who goes against what's right and what's good, all this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I I think you're 100% right about all that kind of stuff. And it's going to be one of those things where whenever we find out the quote bad variant, it's going to be something that we get our, the rug pulled out from us. And I almost think that we'll ultimately cheer for that person. Do you know what I mean? Because it's going to be against what, like, you know, the, the TVA and what, what their kind of whole situation is. So my what now, I loved um, the fact that at the end, you know, they, that, you know, they really hit home that, like, Loki loses, that he's meant to lose, that, you know, that's what Mobius says to him. This is what you're meant to do. You, do you understand? You think that you're eventually going to win, but no. You were born to lose. You're always going to lose. And you're, this is just who you are. And to me, that alone was like, don't you ever say that to somebody because they will make sure that it is. the. <laughs> you know, I, I feel that in myself. Somebody said that to me. I'd say, watch me. I will do everything to prove your dumbass wrong. Do you know what I mean? So I think that that is that right there is very telling and where we're going here and what's going to be happening. And I don't think Loki is, quote, going to lose whatever that means here. And I think, again, he is going to be the hero of this story, even if everything now is showing him to be the villain of it. So I, I think you're absolutely right. That's my uh, that's my what now. Don't know what the <laughs> hell's going to happen. So I know it was really vague. It was I stuck more to like what the character is going to be, I think, by the end and where he's going to be. But I have absolutely no idea what the plot is going to be. And that, to me, is the greatest compliment. That It was the exact same feeling that I had with WandaVision. You know, I I had no idea where that show was going to go, what was going to happen. And I am ready for the rugs to keep being pulled out from underneath me. You know, I I, I almost want to feel like Loki in the moment in Ragnarok when Strange throws him. And he's like, I've been falling for 30 minutes. Like, I, I want to feel, I want to feel that. For the next five hours. <laughs> so that's mine, my brother. Kurt Rice. Give it to me. What now? Blow my blow my tits off again. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal by the end of this is to make sure no one has in- everyone's tits have been. Everyone's tits gone. <laughs> A world without tits. Yes. Uh, I think that's our opener right there. 
Um, <laughs> no, this, my what now is going to be so convoluted. I don't even know if I'm going to make sense to myself. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a very weird ending. Uh, very just crazy. You know, we're dealing with like time travel and I, so I think at the key of this, it will be the idea of, uh, you know, religion in the sense of like how religion talks about free will choice, uh, you know, like our choices to be who we are or, you know, our, our is our essence predetermined by someone else. Um, and so, you know, we now see Loki who's been shown his, his entire life and he's now this new thing. Like he isn't that old thing. And so he is making this new choice to become who he wants to do in the face of this, this thing that's been uh, presented with him. So I think he is the devil character in the sense of he wants to tear down everything, not because he's evil, not because he's, you know, he just wants to create chaos. It's because he sees through the illusion and in order to pull back that curtain, because it is such a massive curtain, it, you know, he has to do it in this big way. So I think the Loki that he's hunting is a future version of this Loki that we're seeing in this show. And the very finale will be past Loki having to make a choice in, do you become this or do you do something to change that? So like, you're literally not just choosing who you are, but like, you know, do you kill your future self to become who you want to be? I think this future Loki is the Loki that we see now in this show, but as if, you know, they, they weren't changed. Like maybe this Loki came to the TVA and was just like immediately hell bent on death and destruction. And, you know, his whole plan is to go around, gather up all these reset charges that we know they've been gathering up throughout the episode. And the end goal is to maybe blow up the TVA or blow up all of existence. Uh, you know, when they, we know that when they set them off in these branch timelines, you're just, they're literally clipping those branches. And so maybe his goal is to set off those charges. If you set off enough in the main timeline, then that creates chaos that create, you know, breaks everything or maybe just like resets all of existence. You know, we go back to the big bang like, Oh, that universe was done. Um, or is it Loki, you know, just trying to tear down the TVA, which I see as heaven, not in the sense of like a moral standpoint, but how you have the timekeepers who are representative of God. You have the TVA agents who are the angels who are like kind of morally gray. They're just like doing the bidding of the people who come from above them. And so it's Loki just trying, he, he's wanting to tear it down. Um, on structure, authority, powers. Yeah. But I think, you know, a very key part of Loki's character is he does want to rule. He does want a kingdom. He does want subjects. So I think in the end, he'll stop himself from blowing everything up. And then you find out that this Loki is the one that created the TVA. Yeah. And which is, in a sense, his kingdom. All the TVA agents are his little worker bees. You know, they're his subjects like he rules over them but they do kind of serve this larger purpose of keeping things in order and that will be like his realization that he comes to 
It's like, yes, it's like controlled chaos. Yes. That's what Loki's all about. He's like, I'm not for just one specific thing. I'm for chaos, but just controlled chaos. Yeah, but he's, you know, he makes sure that it never goes too chaotic to the sense that, like, everything breaks. It's just, oh, the world needs chaos. Not even just, like, oh, he wants to put chaos in the world, but he's like, I want to return freedom of choice to everyone. Like, that's my gift to humanity and and people and these sentient beings is like oh before you didn't have choice you had this predetermined destiny and i blew that up for you so yes there will be chaos in the universe but it's you know by everyone's own doing like go out be who you are make the choices you want to be and we'll deal with the consequences but that's the price of freedom i i kind of don't want the show to not be what this is (laughs) (laughs) We're too good. If it's anything else, I, I won't watch it. I'll cancel my Disney Plus subscription. Marvel sucks. I'm over them. I'll go back to watching 90 Day Fiance on Hulu. Uh, no, we're going to go back to watching Justice League over and over and over the Snyder Cut. Over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> it's Who has the time for that? <laughs> it's the it's only like 12 thing. hours to watch it once. It's the only thing that's good. It's the only superhero property that is good. Is that it? <laughs> I think we're right on point, man. I, I cannot wait to see. I'm like now like super jazzed about Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays are back, baby. <laughs> Wicked Wednesdays, baby. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a good place. I, 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 <laughs> I said all I feel like I have to say about what happened this this past week. I I mean, I, I think we made some good points, but like you said, like, you know, we keep having the rug pulled out from underneath us. So maybe we're not even in the ballpark. Who the hell knows? Probably true. Don't but listen is... to us. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> We've only gotten like, you know, like 65% of the things correct uh, throughout our, the course of our analysis. <laughs> just uh... wait until the entire show is out, you know, mid-July and then just watch it. Mm-hmm. And then listen to all of our episodes one at a time. Right, and like, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe and share. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week what we're going to do is we're going to come back in time, re-record this episode and all the things that we were wrong about, and then fix them. And then we're going to be like, well, we were right. <laughs> we, look, we knew what happened. <laughs> our podcast is just one big illusion. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone back and secretly re-recorded everything and inserted things that were just just different enough where like just, predictions like we've just pre- clowns playing our parts there you go in the circus that is podcasts do you have your ticket <laughs> oh i have my ticket <laughs> uh, well now i can't wait for uh for next week's episode i have Same. no idea what it's gonna be but it's gonna be awesome Cannot wait, my brother. I'm Peyton Conley. Thanks for for hanging around and uh, going down this uh, dark and crazy path with me. Let's go, bro. Down the rabbit hole. Neo and Trinity. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Which one's which? You know the answer to that. (laughs) You're Trinity. Um, Oh, I'm I'm Loki. I'm purposely leaving it vague. (laughs) Uh, it's like a. It's gonna be. It's like. It's this, like the. It's like the end of the play where it's like you know you have to. There's no answer, so you just. It's up to your interpretation. This is the the multiverse of madness that they're talking about. Like, if, at the very end, you know, they're gonna surprise everyone, and oh, it's uh, Neo that shows up to stop Loki. 
Loki Boom. throws a dagger, and then you know Keanu Reeves Neo just appears and holds up his hand, and it falls Le- to the floor. LeBron James from Space Jam comes in to fight Loki. <laughs> <laughs> to fight Loki, <laughs> who is <laughs> it's a multiverse oh of multiverse of true madness. The, who's okay? I would totally watch a movie like that made by the Russo brothers. That's Secret Wars right there. Secret Wars is not just going to be Marvel properties. It's going to be like everything. It's going to be just like really famous movies. So it's going to be like Indiana Jones and Ray. And then it's going to be like, you know. Who framed Roger Rabbit. (laughs) Yeah, there there you go. This is going to be every every type of property possible. (laughs) Well, uh, that's definitely the movie that needs to be made. Well, thanks for everyone sticking around for us. if you would give us a be sure to like and subscribe i hate saying that every time but i guess that's just what podcasters do this is the world we uh, live in listen okay we've got to shamelessly grovel please love us and please listen please share. <laughs> <laughs> look we'll be honest about it okay <laughs> oh but honestly thanks for everyone for sticking around and uh going down this uh crazy path with us peyton conley always a pleasure kurt rice the pleasure is all mine sir cannot wait until next week well we will see you all then Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Marvel What Now podcast. This is Kurt. For more theories and custom artwork, you can follow on social media at Marvel What Now. And I am Peyton. And for more pictures of me shirtless and just general buffoonery, you can find me on Instagram at P for the number Peyton, P E Y T O N. Be sure to like and subscribe at the bottom, and we will see you when we see you because we owe you nothing. <laughs>